baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. We Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. Happy, happy Monday, and welcome back to Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and as of course, I am the captain of this ship. Uh, with me, I have my co-hosts, and they are going to um, introduce themselves momentarily. But we are going to be talking about folks are bugging. Yeah. You know, there's so much going on around us and there's so many different things that are happening. And I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with everybody. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's go ahead and get some um, let's get some introductions. I hear an echo. So go ahead and turn that down, please, because that's going to drive me nuts. Um, I'm going to start right here. Hey, Jalen. Hello. Um, my name is Jalen. Um, you know, I'm just doing very, very well today. You know, Ooh, I love it. You doing well. I'm just doing I, I just feel so good right now, you know. A Niners lost. So oh, you know just, don't do that. It's just a great <laughs> Niners a Niners lost and a Lions win. Oh, I'm on, you know. The what will make it the best is uh-huh. if the Cowboys lose tonight. Oh my we're in cloud go, nine. What? We're on cloud nine. But <laughs> I, I I detected a little bit of shadiness, but I'm I'm <laughs> Let that slide. Hey, Keela. Hey, it's your girl, Keela. Um, I'm doing good. I'm very sad because I came back on vacation. But I feel very refreshed. So Vacation. Now, remind us where you went. Um, Porta Velarte. Who? Ooh, she didn't Bay- know she Part Porta Vallarte? You know, at this point, I don't know. I was confident. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That. That. Oh. She, she giving us oh, a... <laughs> It's it spelt like that. She was there for a week and she don't even know I said it. Listen. Listen. Anyways, there was a hurricane. I almost got left. You almost oh, okay, got okay, okay. Yeah, there was a hurricane on Tuesday and it oh. was like super bad. Like the trees fell. Oh my. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Dang. But I'm glad that you made it back in one piece. Me I didn't too. know all that was. And happening. I'm not Kellen anymore. You're not who? Uh oh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Me and Adrian are to confused. Yeah, to be continued. <laughs> off screen. Okay. Off screen. Okay. I know. Hey, Miss Maureen, how you doing? Uh, Adrian, what's up? Who's Adrian? Uh, <laughs> you just came all the way down. Did they deflate? <laughs> Something is happening. Oh man! <laughs> I to think about the Niners and oh, sucks. Well, you know that you can't win them all. Yeah, y'all still five one though. Yeah, which I don't lose to a backup quarterback that was in the XFL. You know, I'm but- glad Jalen's talking so you guys can realize he's a full time hater. <laughs> certified had that. Certified. Certified. I've certified. Been with this all my life. <laughs> I'm used to it. A certified oh, hater. Man. But other than that, how are you doing? How, how's it going? It's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> she said you was doing good until you wished it will on her cowboys i apologize <laughs> um to nobody let's go cowboys lose oh lord Sorry. so did you tell me how you were doing yeah i'm okay you're okay all right well i i got off the plane last night about 10 10 30 i can't even remember what time so i'm i'm just like here 
we came from North Carolina. We had a great time with um, at the NBCDI, which is the National Black Child Development Institute Conference. Learned a lot, met a lot of people. Um, and I'm looking forward to us continuing the work. There's so much to be done on behalf of Black families and our children. Um, but the problem is everybody doesn't want to be specific. And y'all know I can't stand no non-specific people. Um, I don't like going into rooms where we start talking about Black people and then it devolves into people of color, then it devolves into everybody else. And that's why our issues aren't being mitigated because nobody wants to be specific. Um, and I'm thinking about one particular part of the conference, um, they started off talking about Black maternal health, right? And I'm like, okay, let's see. So in this particular program in North Carolina, they have a permanent grant. Um, they have a permanent grant uh, to funnel money into uh, the Smart Start program. And in this Smart Start program, they take the monies to, they, they delve it out, and then they decide where to spend the money, right? Mm -hmm. And my comment to them was, okay, you're telling me you're collecting all this data about Black folks, but what are you doing with the money? Because we know money is dictated by priorities, right? Mm -hmm. And it went from, oh, well, we're getting the data. Well, data is not a problem because everybody has data. What are you doing with the data that you're getting, right? And so then it devolved into the, the only Black male facilitator in the room telling us that well, black teachers treat black children worse than the white teachers. And I'm just like, whoa, wait, huh? <laughs> and it's like, wait, are we here? And, and the, the topic was how to protect the innocence of black children in the school system. Mm -hmm. um, and while I will, I understand what he was trying to do, it fell on deaf, deaf ears and he met the wrath of the Cali team because we did not let up. And we challenged him on the things that he was saying. But if he's part of the system, and this is a system in which we're sending our children into, I can understand why we're having problems. So while I was at the conference, it was brought to my attention. There was a case that came out of Arizona. Eight-year-old, I'm sorry, a 10-year-old uh, was grabbed by an adult who was reportedly a school administrator. Uh, the mother says her son was choked in need on August 17th. Um, it, as she voiced her concerns to the superintendent. Um, the issue, the incident happened on April 25th, right? So she, this mother has been trying to go in front of all these folks to talk about how her child has been mishandled on a school campus. And um, she says after he left the classroom, her son was scared. Um, he, was ru he rushed to the bathroom and she went in with him talking about the associate, I'm sorry, the assistant superintendent, um, they were in the bathroom for roughly five minutes. So my question then becomes, what the hell were y'all doing in the bathroom for five minutes? Okay. Um, and her son reports she watched him urinate. So let me stop there. Very weird. What? When we hear that, <laughs> first of all, I have a problem with a woman following a boy into a bathroom and watching him urinate. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. So let's let me put you you mm -hmm. into the mind of a 10 year old boy. Mm -hmm. You're followed into the bathroom by an adult. And she proceeds to watch you urinate. What are you thinking? I'm like, why are you following me? That's what I'm going like. Why are you following me? And then like, I'm like, as a 10 year old, I'm like, I'm going to position myself where I'm going to be away from you. I'm like, if you don't, I don't. And then you don't watch people pee. Nasty. What what was the point of that? What do you think, Keila? What's the point of 
you <laughs> a woman following a little boy into a bathroom and watching him urinate? I don't know. Like, what you about to do? What are you trying to do? Was it a power play? Was it for her to exert her authority over him? What do you think, Adrian? It has to be. Uh, unless she's, you know, into the, like, little boys or something. But <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm like, what are you trying to yeah. do right now? I mean, and I just, I, I just, I have a problem with that. There's so many things that come to my mind. Most of it is really about her trying to exhibit her or exert her authority over this little boy. Another part of me is she's trying to show him that he he's under her control. Yeah. Yeah. I can see right. Yeah. In terms of how how they emasculate boys at a very young age and they do it to our men too mm -hmm. as they continue to progress through life and so i would have a problem um she better be glad that's not my baby um he says then she verbally and physically assaulted him another video shows them walk into the main office when he entered into that office he got pulled by his clothes mind you we're talking about a 10 year old choked with his shirt then she slammed him up against the wall and tried to put a 5-3 boy into a headlock. At that point, my son did not fight back. He didn't even try to push or shove her or anything. She then proceeded to attack him, choking him by the back of his neck, pushing him on the ground, elbowing and kneeing him in his ribs. Dang. This person is still employed. And I just, I just finally caught. She was in the bathroom with him five minutes why <laughs> you know what i mean like that's what was she if she did all that in the main office oh, what yeah, did she do yeah. in the bathroom yeah because if she don't care to see if anybody walked past and she just feel comfortable to do that in the office where other people will be around like in the bathroom you, she was probably go with it. no i need y'all to talk about it because again this happened in April. It's still going right now because the family is still looking for justice. And I'm going to use air quotes lightly um, because I know black folks who've been fired for less. Yeah. Um, trying to fire dude for cussing. And then the issue that these, these um, facilitators brought up was that it has now gone away. You know, the news cycle is 24 hours. This situation has gone away and this baby is still traumatized. So what responsibility do we have to make sure his voice in this issue continues to be pushed to the forefront? And it's not a trick question. Adrian, what do you think? What is our responsibility in this? I think we just, we keep talking about it. We don't mm -hmm. let people forget. Um, you know, because I, I wouldn't have known about this had you not sent it over and looked into it. Um, so I think just creating awareness, uh, maybe going out to the school. I don't know if it's out here. I don't know. Where, where no, it's that. in Arizona. It's in Levine. Mm. Um, and I believe the person's name is Kathy Davis. Mm. Kathy. Catherine. Yeah, Kathy. Sounds uh, a little bit like Karen. A little bit. <laughs> Catherine. Um. And, you know, I hate school districts who, who have these canned responses, but I'm going to read you the full statement from the Levine School District. It says, uh, the Levine School District is aware of the discussion and speculation around an incident involving a Vista del Sur 
accelerated academy student being improperly restrained by a former district level administrator. They say former. I'm hearing she still has her job. Um, prior to the start of this school year and up until yesterday, the district has tried repeatedly to meet with the parent through their attorney and community advocate to seek resolution and pursue what is in the best interest of a student. The best interest of the student is that you fire that person immediately and she has no actual responsibility over any child ever. She actually needs to be banned from being in community with children, but I'll keep going. Um, meanwhile, here are the facts surrounding the situation. In late April, a district level administrator was asked to come to Vista del Sur. Oh, so she wasn't even assigned to the school. Oh. Huh was uh, asked to come to help with the student while the student was being escorted to the in-school detention room. The administrator perceived the student was trying to exit the campus. He was trying to get away from y'all crazy tales. Yes, absolutely. Um, while trying to stop the student from leaving the campus, the administrator applied an improper restraint technique by grabbing hold of the student's arm and shoulder to prevent the student from doing so. Mm. The student struggled to pull away from the administrator and the two fell down. While on the ground, the administrator leaned over the student for approximately 40 seconds in an effort to calm the student. Let me stop there. Do Does people being on top of you for 40 seconds calm you down? No, no. What does it do? Fight or flight. Because you don't know what this person's trying to do. You getting, you getting attacked, all you know, and you like, what is going on? Why am I being attacked? Mm. It's like you go in a fight or flight for real. Yeah. And I, I watched the video when she's grabbing him. He didn't pull back. He didn't raise his hands. He was just trying to get away. And then when they fell, he just he just laid there. Hmm. So, so he was he calm? He was calm when she got up off him. He didn't. He just laid there and got up calmly. Hmm. I'm confused. When the student stood up, the student asked and was permitted to call the student's mother. Phoenix police were immediately called and met with the administrator, student, and parent. Police examined the student for injuries and no physical injuries were found. Video of the incident was captured by security cameras and turned over to the police and the parent. The district has fully cooperated with the police throughout the months-long investigation, which continues. Soon after the incident, the district retained an outside attorney, as they should, um, who conducted an independent review of the situation. It was determined that the actions of the of restraining the students did not follow district policies. Corrective action was taken with the former administrator. Our desire is to help the best path forward for the student, and this matter continues to be a priority for the district, and I call CAP. And let me tell you why. So you have this adult person who was asked to come to the school, allegedly. What was wrong with the staff at the school? Did they not have anybody who was trained that the student actually knew that he would probably respond to better? And then you had this person. First of all, I didn't hear anything about her going into the bathroom. They left that fact out. I didn't hear about the five-minute gap. Um, and then they keep saying former administrator, former administrator, but I'm told that she still, you know, has her job to this day. So this district has an obligation to cover their tracks, right? However, they're saying the student was examined and no physical injuries were present. So I'm going to ask you guys this. What other injuries could there be? Mental. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mental injuries. How do you assess for mental injuries? Um, by asking questions and actually 
asking them how does that make you feel? How did that uh, altercation, like how are you feeling about the altercation right now instead of just being like, oh, he don't got no physical injuries, so he's okay. Because physical injuries, you can, I mean. They heal. Yeah, they heal. Mental, mm-hmm. it's harder to heal a mental injury than a, than a. What is another word for a mental injury? Trauma. Trauma. I didn't hear anybody mention that um, they responded with a culturally appropriate counselor for this baby. I didn't hear anybody. First of all, I don't even know what the issue was that would have had them call somebody from a different place to come and assist. So who precipitated this event? I have so many questions. Somebody would have been crying and it wouldn't have been me. Because we continue to see this this intentional mishandling of our babies, and they're just supposed to, oh, it's over now. Let me go and get back to normal. There is no normal after a child experiences trauma. And how do we as adults start to show up to make sure that they have access to people who give a damn? That's my problem. And I'm pissed off for him. I'm pissed off for his mother. And I hope I find her on social media and she comes to talk to me because um, there's there's a disconnect somewhere where, and I'm going to say it again, and people might be mad and that's their problem. People who did not raise their own children during slavery cannot then come into a system and be the authority over mine. It can't happen. So what responsibility do we as parents, as advocates have to make sure people know there's a consequence to responding to our children this way? There's no consequences. And so they keep doing it because there's no consequences. They don't think, they know that black parents will show up and we'll cuss them out and we'll go on about our business, right? Mm -hmm. But there has to be a consequence that they experience. And I'm not talking about just filing a complaint with the Civil Rights Department or the uh, California Department of Education or whatever entity they have in the state of Arizona. Beyond that, what other things can we do to make sure there is a consequence for the intentional infliction of emotional distress on our babies? This baby is 10. He will never see school the same way. And I doubt he liked it before this. I doubt it. Because research shows us that black boys are uh, more hyper-focused on, that they are not believed, that people don't think they experience pain, and that's black children all you know across the board. They don't experience pain. Um, there was even a thing where they said they don't learn at the same rates, and our babies are brilliant. So what are we doing? And I'm not going to keep talking to myself. So y'all going to have to chime in because I can keep going. Um, but that's not my job to continue. My job is to make sure y'all get into the discussion. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think because it's like, what can, like, for us to see a, like, something happen in the situation, like, what can we do? That's what I'm trying to think of. What you doing right now? We're talking about it. But yeah. I But... There's a- bunch of things though i mean like yeah you could talk about it but you can like obviously social media is super big Mm -hmm. so you could post it repost it tag people tag them do all that stuff send it to people yeah like use your social media platform for a reason don't just use it to have fun yeah what do you think adrian 
I agree with Keila because it's, it's basically putting pressure on them. Um, and one thing with schools is they don't like bad press. Facts. And they don't like to look bad. So. And they look horrible. But go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> the more people know about it, the more bad they look and the more pressure they'll feel. They'll feel more compelled to enact some sort of justice. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at the question in the chat. It says, we are losing our young males. What black doctor said there are no injuries? I didn't hear them say anything about a black doctor. I heard them say uh, the police came and they said there were no injuries. Um, I don't even know if he went to the doctor because that's not covered in this article. Um, but what I would say is that we have an obligation when we hear about things that are not right. We have an obligation to speak on it, speak on it consistently, show up constantly, make people uncomfortable because our babies are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Should nobody be sleeping well? Yeah. You should fear like, oh, snap. Like, I hope when districts in this area step out of line, I hope they know that I'm coming. And I hope that makes them anxious. Right? I hope so. Because you, when you stand on the, the right side of this stuff and you really invest time into learning everything that's going on around you, we can do some stuff. But if we are knowing about it and then it's in the, the news cycle for 24 hours and the news cycle goes away and nobody brings it up anymore, it's like it's forgotten. Mm -hmm. And we cannot afford that. Our babies can afford for us to do that. So, um. Yeah, Arizona has a whole problem. Um, and this has been going on since April. Um, the baby is 10. That stuff is just so, like, <laughs> five minutes. Is... Did the parents say she's going to take him out to school? or? I would hope that the baby is out of the school. That would have yeah. been the first thing I did. And matter of fact, I, in my conversation with the ladies who facilitated the group, he was removed from the school. Um, and I believe one of the comments was, but why did the child have to move? First of all, our children's safety is our number one priority. I don't keep, I would not keep my kid in an environment where he was mishandled, period. I wouldn't do it. That would have been the first thing I did before I turned over some desks. That's a weird question. What's that? Why would, why does the child have to move? I don't. That's well, because everybody thinks that the adults should move, right? Because they're the ones that perpetrated the harm. However, she was from the district level. Yeah. She wasn't even assigned to the school. And it's not even like, because, okay, you can move that person, but you're not going to remove the environment because that environment is the trauma now. Uh-huh. So I it's agree. like, that just doesn't make any sense to me, personally. Like, yeah. I don't like that question. Yeah. I mean, and I think that folks the excuses that I've heard or the justification for that particular question that I've heard is they said, well, our children are resilient. They should just adapt. And it's like the hell they should. They're children. Let's allow them to be children. Everybody thinks that though. And this is, and I, I, I don't like that, that sense of children have to be resilient because if you put somebody in a, in a bad environment, of course they're going to become resilient, but down the line is going to hurt them more than it's going to harm them because they're going to think about all that th all the stuff and they're going to associate different things with mm -hmm. that trauma yeah so it's like you you're just you're putting a band-aid on a, on a problem and it's i don't like it yeah i don't like it do you guys think that if there wasn't a video it would have been as popular? no no like you think it would have just been forgotten 
It, it would have been swept under the rug. It didn't happen like that. Yeah. Um, the child is over exaggerating right. because mm-hmm. black children are not believed when right. they say that something was hurtful or harmful to or them. They, or they would say that the, the, the child swung on the teacher right. mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. And they would have been like, oh, we checked the teacher for injuries instead of we checked the kid for injuries. Uh-huh. And we're going to get to that because we have a couple of people behaving badly locally and they're more recent than uh, April. Um, as a matter of fact, last month, uh, let's transition. <laughs> because last month we heard about a five-year-old autistic boy, nonverbal, who was hit in the face by his teacher and illegally restrained, right? And so as we're looking at all these things that are happening around us in our Black boys, our babies being mishandled. And then you come in and um, the issue that came out of Folsom Cordova was it was the teacher's aide that reported the conduct. The baby can't talk. Right. He would have never said anything. That's why Uh, his mother sent him back to that classroom for the next two days until she found out what actually happened. mm -hmm. There was nobody talking about it. The aide didn't feel comfortable reporting it right away. She waited three days. That's disgusting. Three whole days. And this baby was back in the classroom with that particular teacher for three, two additional days after she mishandled him. That is crazy. And nonverbal. So he was like, you ain't going to say nothing about it. That's crazy. Can you imagine what's going through his mind wow do you think what do you think he may be thinking and of course we're going to speculate because we can't call to the operation of a child's mind but i'm in class right i am doing something that i normally do which he was my understanding watching or there's some sort of tv screen that you can touch or whatever and he Mm -hmm. was interacting with this screen but it apparently allegedly it was time to go And so they were trying to redirect him. Um, And so in redirecting him and getting him out of the classroom, she engages this child to restrain him. And my first question is why? Yeah. Is there not another way this could have been handled, right? She engages him to restrain him. They fall to the floor. She hits him in his face. According to somebody who was in the classroom, And she was placed on administrative leave. What say you? Why is she not fired? First of all, it's my first thing. Why is she not fired? Why does she have the administrative leave while we uh, investigate investigate Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. actually happened? Like, there should be no reason why. Because I feel like truly, like, people like that, it's like, did you even, like, do the training? Because you're not supposed <laughs> to restrain. That's not, like you're not. First of all, you're not supposed to train any kid. But then, even when they, well, you are supposed to some, but never a baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like because then you like why is this person on me? And then of course you're gonna have that flail like get off of me because nobody want nobody on them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Chris, like I'm. Every time it seems like we look into these cases, it's always the teacher needs training or it's like, for me, it goes beyond training. Like this is. Come on, talk to him. This is past training. You're assaulting somebody like this is how you treat people. So, yeah, 
I don't know. It's a criminal act. Yeah. I want the same energy they would have if they found out a parent did that and hit the child in the face and restrained them illegally. I want that same energy because my understanding is professionals are supposed to know better. And if they don't know better, why the hell are are they they still employed? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, like we can't have it both ways. Either we're going to take the serious that we're going to take the safety of our children serious or we're not. And if we're not, we're in the wrong profession, period. But it gets deeper, though, because this article came out over the weekend. And like I was saying, we were talking about Folsom Cordova Unified School District. It says a federal watchdog's review of the Folsom Cordova Unified School District's restraint and seclusion policies found that the district was inconsistent in its record keeping and slow to respond in some instances where children with disabilities were subjected to dozens of restraints or hours of isolation. The conclusions reached by the conclusions reached by the California, I'm sorry, the U.S. Department of Education's, uh, Education's Office of Civil Rights came to two weeks after Rancho Cordova kindergartner was allegedly placed in an illegal restraint and struck across the face on campus. Federal education officials launched a review of 20 school districts after the death of a 13-year-old who was held in a prone restraint for more than an hour at the now-closed Guiding Hand School. Folsom Cordova was one of a handful of schools in the capital region that regularly sent special needs children to the El Dorado Hills facility. Crazy. This is a whole pattern. That five-year-old was just the latest in a whole pattern of children who have been subjected to this treatment by the hands of professionals. It's egregious. Yes. And it said, the review said Folsom Cordova in its schools infrequently held meetings for individualized education programs known as IEPs, which are federal documents that are mandated to be put into place, but we're not okay. After a student was subjected to restraints, even in extreme situations, such as for a student who experienced 22 restraints at a district school in one year. 22 is crazy. 22 restraints in one year. But, you know, nothing to see here. Business as usual. Like, how do people feel good about themselves doing that? How? Like, how do you? <laughs> they do. Because if, if they like, don't, if they, just, don't, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, right? I just, don't. Not like they don't, but like, I just feel like not even like they're taking out like whatever they got going on onto kids, but it's just like, think about like what's not reported. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you feel good about yeah. that? But why would I report if this is the. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not even going to matter. At that point, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it's easy for them to justify it in their head if they know there's no consequences. Absolutely. And it's like, that's. It's, but, listen, but it gets worse, you guys. It just gets worse. <laughs> it says, in another case, a separate Folsom Cordova Unified School District student at a non public school was subjected to 38 hours isolated in the refocus room and was put in a prone restraint. The review said the district did not call a meeting for the student until the end of the school year. Investigators visited district schools and interviewed 18 employees, according to a letter to the district. 
disgusting. That's disgusting. 38 hours of isolation. What is that akin to? Jail. Uh uh-uh. uh. What is it called specifically in jail or prison? Oh, that's the 23 and 1. What is that called? Lockdown. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, 23 and 1. So we're putting babies in isolation for 38 hours. 38 hours of isolation. That's nasty. Have you guys ever seen any reports on what isolation does to the, to the human? Yes. What does it do? It drives you insane. Uh-huh. You can literally go crazy. Yeah. So if I put a child in isolation for 38 hours. It's a wrap. And they start to have behavioral problems. And my response is to put them in a restraint. And to put and then give them more hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's like you like that don't make no sense, man. Why are these people employed? I just understand why homeschool is a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's because it, I'm scared to have kids. I'm scared for my nieces and nephews to go to school. Like, but why? Because stuff like people, this stuff. People like it's just. It's because people get solitary into confinement. That's what I was looking for. Oh, solitary okay. confinement. Okay. Thank you. Hot water cornbread. <laughs> my thing is this. It's like people teach because they want to feel power. allegedly. Some people teach because they want to feel power over somebody. Some teach. Some people used to teach because they cared about kids. Yeah, some people do. And mm. certain. And then you have people now that they're like, oh, everybody needs teachers. So it's easy to become a teacher. So let me just get some quick money. And they don't give a darn. You can say no, a damn. They, they don't, don't give a damn. damn. They don't give a darn about no kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, it's, I absolutely understand why more black families are choosing to homeschool. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, my aunt I was one of them. Yeah, but like, my aunt literally <laughs> is homeschooling her two children right now because she's like, absolutely not. Yeah, she's not. No. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Um, And so. It it also brings me to um Adrian, we got a new complaint. Yeah. Eight how old is he? He's a kindergartner too. Yes. Yes. Dang, five okay. or six. Yes. About that age. Um, he's been suspended repeatedly. <laughs> and I'm, no, no, it's it's funny, but it's not. Yeah. He's been suspended repeatedly. And I was reading the synopsis of like the the problem, right? And so they said that this baby was playing with a crayon. And then he started to have some sort of reaction. He started to argue with another student. And I'm thinking in my mind, okay, now why would I be arguing with somebody if I had the crayon? Sounds like somebody took something from him. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I haven't talked to the parent yet. And he has this thing. And so they start trying to redirect him. Then somebody started trying to take him to another room. Mind you, he had whatever he had first. And then they said as they were walking, he then hits this teacher in the back of her head or on her shoulder or something. And then I'm like, my, my thoughts go to, well, how tall is the teacher if he's able to do all this? Then apparently he grabbed her lanyard and choked her. And I'm like, he's a baby. So what are we doing? And why is it sounding like? And, and I want to say they use suspect or what, what did they say? What was the language they used on that? Um, but he's a he's a kindergartner. And I'm trying to figure out what type of adults we're employing that cannot manage 
a situation between young, young kids mm-hmm. who are having a disagreement over a crayon to the point where I'm dragging a child out of the classroom where then he turns around into the aggressor towards me because he's a big old black young child and he's so scary and I'm going to create this narrative so I can justify my ill preparedness and my incompetence in dealing with a kindergartner. Yeah. So I'll be visiting the Thomas soon. Because I'm not understanding what we're doing in the terminologies that we are using to describe what is happening with children that we are supposed to have care, compassion, and concern for. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. And it's going to take a lot for them to convince me that this little baby is a brute and he's brutal in the way that he interacts with adults. It's going to take a lot. Oh man, just what are we doing? People, people, people. Why are we doing it this way? Those are the things that I have to think about as as an advocate and as you all being peer advocates, right? <laughs> Those are the things that we have to start thinking about. Like, why is it being described in this fashion? And I'm gonna pull it up because I want y'all to hear the description of what I what we get when we get um these complaints. But it's so important and it's so vital for our parents to understand that we have to protect our children Mm -hmm. if we're going to send them into these hostile educational Mm -hmm. environments. We're going to have to do some legwork to make sure that they are being treated as human beings with care, compassion and concern. I'm a little ticked (coughs) off. I mean, and it don't take much, let me tell you, um, because I think we've been doing this enough um, to really understand why things are happening the way that they're happening. Yeah. And this comment says, Hey, Byron have to understand that this child is not their child. And no matter what, it gives nobody the right to treat anybody's child that way. And the key word is parent. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, because people are habitual line steppers um, and they don't understand. They have more compassion for their children or children that look like them. And I'm going to go out on a limb. And if I can remember, I don't believe this child's teachers are black. Um, and despite what that idiot said over in North Carolina, um, I don't believe all the time that our children are being treated worse by people who look like them because yeah, they don't have true. access to people who look like them. That's Let's keep true. it a buck. All my mm-hmm. black teachers was cold. And then we also have to understand the systems in which we're living in and the things that are put into place to help us kind of address certain things that they're bringing to the forefront. IEPs are a great tool to be able to do that because it's a federal document and you have to treat my child this way. If there's a behavior concern and 504s can address it too. Um, if there's a behavioral concern, maybe you need to put a behavioral plan in place, a bit behavioral intervention plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to sit at the table and talk. I mean, I'm I'm gonna make myself available to do that for these parents, but I'm just concerned. Um, so if you've never seen our complaint form, and I'm not gonna show you everything on this one, I'm not gonna share my screen, but it always asks the type of incident they're complaining about. In this case, it's suspension and expulsion. 
why are we suspending babies? Yeah. Pull up that discipline uh, report that the parent sent over and let's read that synopsis, please. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's what I'm, I'm alluding to because I'm not seeing. And, you know, normally a lot of times parents will ask, will ask parents, how do you want us to help deal with this situation? And so what they said was... Um, It'd be crazy, though, with... Um, with like how do you they would like us hold on real quick baby um they would like us to help with behavior support modification and intervention and then we asked them how has the incident affected you and they said um our family is in great distress living in fear of expulsion and learning loss if kids are being suspended repeatedly they are not getting the lesson that was set out for them to have that day and so um I just want to read y'all this and I, I will leave out the student's name. I'm an, I'm going to identify the adult cause they're an adult. <laughs> um, it says uh, the context of this description um, behaviors displayed are disruptive to the student learning and create an unsafe learning environment. He's five or six. I'm gonna need them to pull something together. It says student was arguing with another student over a crayon um, and I'll leave the teacher's name out because I ain't met her yet, but she's going to meet me and she's not going to like it. Um, the teacher separated the boys during the workshop to give space between the two. But student, our student kept going back and forth back to the student. After many attempts to redirect the student, he got frustrated and began throwing plastic cups towards other students, ripping anchor charts and dumping learning buckets. Why would a child respond in that way? Because they're upset about getting their stuff took. Why would he be frustrated? Give us some ideas. Why would a student be frustrated? They're getting picked on. Mm -hmm. um, they lost something. They're yeah. not being listened to. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's believing them. Right. So I'm going to be irritated. Okay. It says... Uh, he was taken out of the classroom to calm down. On his way over, he hit another teacher on the head and chest with a closed fist. What? Mm -hmm. How tall is she? Like what? Mm -hmm. You go on a chair? Mm -hmm. He also pulled on the teacher's lanyards that were around her neck. His, his teacher had to assist, which he also hit in the leg and back. The principal then stayed with the student um, for him to calm down, in which the student began to hit the wall with a closed fist multiple times. He then got upset and punched the faceplate of the light switch, causing it to break. Mom was notified uh, via text message about the behavior and the suspension. Mom sent dad to pick the student up from school. Text message? And the... <laughs> The description is the ed code they cited was 48900A2, used force or violence. This is a baby. Used force or violence. And he's listed the role he played. He's the offender. Hmm. He's a baby. He can't even add yet. He's a baby. And these narratives, and I believe this is one of many suspensions from what I understand from the parent. This is one of many, and this is the narrative 
that they are creating about this baby. He's a baby. And when I look at it and I hear that a student is hitting the wall or hitting a light switch, I'm hearing anger, frustration, embarrassment, because he was the one pulled out from the class. Mm -hmm. What I don't see on the discipline form was the type of services or interventions they're offering this baby. He has no 504, no IEP. And yet, he's now an offender. An offender. (laughs) And it's not funny. It's actually ridiculous. He's listed as the offender. If it doesn't make sense, it's not true. Those people are straight up lying. Holes everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody, it ain't making sense. And Judge Judy said, if it don't make sense, it ain't true. And that's my girl. I like Judge Judy. Me and Judge Judy go way back. (laughs) And I'm just trying to understand if we're labeling him in this way right now, in kindergarten, this stuff stays in his cum file. And it travels through his educational career with him. Right. And as a kindergartner, we're we're (laughs) describing him as an offender. Already setting them up. Violent. A threat to his environment and others. What? We're starting up the school to prison pipeline right there. Mm-hmm. Or continuing the school to prison pipeline. It's freaking ridiculous. He's a kindergartner. I can't say I can't stress that enough. He's a kindergartner. That's what normal kindergarten stuff. Kids get mad. Literally, they throw things. Literally. That's it. What I want to know is why wasn't the other student who was arguing with him taken out? Yeah. Or was he? Yeah. Was he marched down the hallway embarrassed? Did he do the perp walk? You know, because offenders do perp walks. We have to fix our language. Yeah. Especially a five-year-old. Six-year-old. Why didn't anybody bring more crayons? Like, come on. Like, really? This is what we're doing. Yeah, why don't you tell him, give him back his crayon if he took it. If somebody stole your crayon, tell him, give him back crayon. What are we doing? And I think, you know, why would the parents be concerned about the learning loss? Because when you're not in class, you lose learning, I guess. But it didn't sound like any type of lesson was going on. It sounded like he, well, maybe there was. Maybe there was a coloring lesson. Either way, that's, you're five years old. You're doing sensory play. Like, you're, you're adjusting to an environment of kids to be around other children so you can move up. Right. The fact that you're getting suspended. Suspended. And then that's basically isolation right there because you have to go back home. And then, like, who watches that kid at home? Does mom, like, we yeah. don't know. And yeah. then they're not, or, or they're not does that affect, kids. do they have to stay home yeah. from work? to? And that's what I'm saying. And, like, you're already missing kid interaction that you're supposed to be going through. And, and you're like, not getting that. You're not, you're not teaching the kid, hey, this is not, you're teaching the way, the kid that okay if you don't act the way we want you that you'll go home so now if he mm-hmm. wants to get out of being at school he gonna just do the same thing but like, okay right. well i know they're gonna send me home already set them up for failure yeah. you know mm-hmm. I, I think as we as we all go into schools and as we see online with these kids teaching younger or these teachers teaching younger kids these babies is they're not realizing that these are they're shaping their life basically yeah like, it's just not getting out a lesson oh, 100 yeah. these are life lessons right. yeah and skills 
Yeah. 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 And it's, 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 it starts here, right? It starts with your interactions with your peers. It starts with your interactions with teachers. And then it progresses. So there was a, another story um, <laughs> that uh, came out of Texas, the great state of Texas. Y'all know I always say Charlemagne said the craziest people are in Florida <laughs> and Texas. Uh, <laughs> Florida for sure. But there is a black student who... Uh, was suspended for his hairstyle. Be real. <laughs> he had the barrels. Um, he had the clean ones too. And how long did they say he's been serving? August thirty first. He's been in on campus suspension, or yeah, mm-hmm. since, since August thirty first. And now I believe they're is it they're expelling him yes. to on the way. Like his barrel twist was clean too. I like him. That I was do. Nice. I think his hair, his hair great. wasn't his I hair wasn't beautiful above the eyebrow. Yeah, he wanted to have a bob. He not even a bob you want to you want to there's no length in that and they said his hair was too long and that's why he's been um he had gotten suspended because it goes against their policy for shoulder length hair or something crazy boys i don't know (laughs) Um, like but his mom was saying that you know he always has his hair up so how would they know how long his hair was and even in the picture it's braided back it's not in his face it's not anything and even it was in his face okay I, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I it says uh, pass a federal law about that. It's the Crown <laughs> Act, but don't even get me started. Uh, it says Daryl George, seventeen-year-old uh, junior at Barbers Hill High School in Mount Bellevue. I hope that's how you say that. Has been serving an in-school suspension since August thirty-first. Officials with the Houston area school say his dreadlocks fall below his eyebrows and earlobes and violate the school district's dress code. Andy from Houston. George's mother, Derisha George, and the family attorney deny the teenager's hairstyle violates the dress code, saying his hair is neatly tied in twisted dreadlocks on the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl George supporters allege that ongoing suspension by the Barbers Hill Independent School District violates the state's Crown Act, which took effect September 1st. Um. What's wrong with these people? Why why they got a problem with our hair? Because man, they can't get it. They can't get it? No. <laughs> That's how you feel? Yes. And everybody wanna want our hair. They want your air? Hair. Hair. Everybody oh. they want to BS but don't want the package that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean because <laughs> that's ridiculous. Cause now you- when you're talking about learning loss. He yeah. ain't been in class since August 31st, yeah, and it is, what, October? He's 17. Yeah. And so that means he's a senior. Like, he's about to graduate. That's what you're worried about? Yeah. That's wild. You worried about his hair, for real? And I believe <laughs> this is the same school district that had another lawsuit brought against them because they wouldn't let somebody graduate because of his locks. What? I remember that. Same school district. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. So they passed this Crown Act which is federal legislation um, is been enacted in multiple states that's supposed to protect you with hair dis- from hair discrimination. I think a lot of this is performative, you know, like they put certain things and let people, you know, put certain laws on the books so that they can be quiet because they're not enforcing it because we know laws are subjective. Yes. yes. Um, and it depends on your argument. You know, in a lawsuit, you yep. can win or lose based on your argument. So when we're looking at hair discrimination, is it discriminatory 
for them to keep him in on-campus suspension because he will not cut his hair. Absolutely. Why? Um, because you're trying to single somebody out or a group of people out and be like, oh, so you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Okay. So you're not going to play. And it reminds me of that clip of the, um, that football player, you know, what clip I'm talking about where the coach was talking to a football player and he was like, yeah. Oh, it's a baseball player, baseball player. He was like, oh yeah. So she won't cut your, you won't cut your dread. So you're not going to play on the team. I didn't see that one. Was, I did see the one at the wrestling mat where they cut his locks off mm-hmm. on the mat. Yeah, I seen that one too. Yeah. Didn't they blame it on his weight or something? I don't know what they blamed it on, but I'm so sick of these damn people. I don't know what to do with myself. I know. And the, and the dude in the crazy part was that baseball player ended up cutting his hair too. He was like, I cut it to the length that you said. He was like, nah, I need it shorter. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> so what I'm thinking about, right? Is this just for black folks? Because I be seeing was, all these other kids yeah. with their hair longer. Yeah. I be seeing Is them. it just for black people? Yes. Are they going around making sure that all the girls have their hair uh, a certain length? Or is this just for males? Is it a sexist thing? Even if it's just for males. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, what does this have to do right with now? education? I know. What does this have to do with education or your ability to learn? Or hinder you in it. trouble. I'm about to suspend you from the podcast because you got locks in your that's head, what just, too. That's what I just told myself. You'd be suspended right dress, now. Shake your dress. <laughs> <laughs> and I got somebody else's hair on my head. Like, what? <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. Like, look, I change my hair every what, every two weeks, every Man. every month. Man. I don't know. Every month. It depends on what the hell I'm feeling like. Right. Yeah. Right. Or what event you got going on. Right. Yeah, that's so what does that have to do with my ability to do my job or do my work or show up and create space or stay in my space and, and just be? Can I just be? No. No. They Why want... can't I just be? Because I don't want you to just be. Who it... is they? <laughs> be? They like... better get used to it. <laughs> well, they try not to. Because it's like they it ain't up to them. They want you to they want you to learn what they want to teach you, but they, they can't teach you... me nothing. But they want they don't want you oh, to express yourself. Like they don't want you to express yourself and be person. Want you to be authentic. Yeah, they don't want you to be authentic. They, they don't. Superintendent said it. He said, "Yeah, he, you getting fired too, Byron." By the way, Uh-oh. you getting fired too. Oh yeah, you definitely gone. <laughs> you oh, see how long his? Yeah, his, his, his is longer than. Let me not. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what I was saying. Yeah, you next, doggone it. What were you gonna say? Who was that, Adrian? Go ahead. Oh my fault. <laughs> uh, Superintendent said he basically wants. His students to conform so he wants everyone to be what they consider neat and tidy and but that's objective but they, don't, they don't consider black people's hair neat and tidy that's I the know. thing right his hair is beautiful that them barrel twist was oh what about the turbans they ridiculed the head wrap and allowed others be well speak on it mama margie oh yeah 100%. i mean it's again it's subjective it depends on who you are yes right it just really depends on that. Because literally, you got to be like, okay, well, for them, they'll be like, okay, well, you <laughs> Ain't got nobody going to cut your hair. It's okay. They'll be like, okay, you got dreads, but the other dude got the little little shag. Yeah. The mullet. The mullet. Yeah. You got the shag. No, they be the having mullet. the rat tails. The rat tails. And they be like, it be heck along, braided down. Yep. But <laughs> you're not going to tell him to cut it off, though, or the, right? Or the Padawan braid. Ugh, you know yeah. You know I don't know what the Padawan is. You watch Star Wars? Uh-uh. Okay, then. 
Okay. It's, no. just, it's literally just one braid. Like this bong. It's just and the rest are heavy shaved, it's just one braid. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a little. It's a little odd because they be like, because this is their thinking behind it. They be like, okay, well, once I reach my Jedi status, I'll cut it until uh-huh. then. Was that the break that? Uh, on, wait, have y'all seen Coming to America? Yes. yes. You remember he went into the barbershop and got a haircut, and they did one snip, and they said that'd be twenty or thirty dollars. <laughs> Was it that type of break, or is that more like a rat tail? That's more like a rat tail. Okay. Well, listen though, because I'm still trying to figure out why folks is bugging, right? Me too. Um, because you said something. You said that the superintendent said he wanted them to conform, neat and tidy, or whatever. But how do we empower students to be individuals? And empower individualism without them having the ability to choose how they want to wear their freaking hair. It's a bunch of, uh, uh, I forgot the word. You forgot the word? I did. Uh, 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 come back. Okay. What? Because <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. They always say, you know, we want our students to be the best that they can be until they step outside of this box that we've created for them. And how do how do students explore their creativity if they're kind of confined to specific parameters? It's impossible. It's impossible. Contradictions. Contradictions what? That's the <laughs> word. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. No what? context. Right, this that was contradictions. <laughs> That was the word that I was looking for. It's a bunch of contradictions. Okay. They want you to be. They say they allegedly. Want you to, they mm-hmm. say they want you to be yourself, but then they'll be like, "I need. I want you to conform to what I think is appropriate nice for, for you. Nice for my school. They should. They will say <laughs> was nice for my school. Man, well, his hair was neat, bro. It was. It, it was very nice. I love. I was like, ooh, those look like, good. Okay, yeah, that was fresh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And and I think that we spend too much time on things that shouldn't even matter. Yes. Um, because if he was a standout football player, I'm gonna say it, and they were able to capitalize off his talent or his oh, his personhood, 100%. 100%. it wouldn't bother him at all. What? Of course. <laughs> but they see him as someone they can make an example of, and they've chosen him, and they may have chosen the right one on the wrong day or the wrong one on the right day. I don't know. Um, but I think that we're spending too much time on things that shouldn't matter, especially when your statistics show that you're underserving black students. And I would think that people would find something else to do other than worrying about a kid's hair, which is a major distraction. And if they're distracting you with that, what is really happening with the money behind the scenes? Mm. Yeah, that's what we have to keep an eye out for. Most of this stuff is distractions. They're distracting us from something. And we have to learn how to dial in and keep our eyes forward. Um, Our children have to contend with so much nonsense, racism, foolishness. I'm sick of hearing about crap like this. And I'm sick of saying it. But until they stop it, we're going to be here addressing it. Because it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And adults are ridiculous. And um, I am a huge proponent of homeschooling. Um, I'm a huge proponent of setting up, uh, what is it called? Learning pods. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're going to be doing that in the coming months for the community, uh, for children to be able to just come and just be. Whether it's reading pods, whether it's uh, uh, sing and play pods, whether it's, um, you know, we just need big brother, big sister pods or granny pods, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
so that our children feel the love, concern, and support from us, there are certain things that we have to put into place. And so I'm I'm hopeful for that because folks be bugging. They do. They do. People really be out here thinking because they have PhDs or M dot EDs, masters of education, um, and they've been doing this for 20, 30 years, that they are somehow the experts. And that just means that nobody has found out their foolishness. Some of them, um, some of them need to go. Some of them are like old computers that need their hardware updated. And if they can't get their damn hardware updated, what happens? You get thrown out. Um, and I think that we're at that point. We're at that point. I don't negotiate with terrorists, especially if they have purview over black children and they don't know how to serve them. We're not doing that anymore. And so as we are going through this year, um, this school year, and, and we're mitigating uh, issues for our families, um, just know we're here. We stand ready to serve you, and um, we will do our best to make sure your babies feel valued and, and accepted in a place where um, they are valued and accepted. And I'll leave it there. So look. We have run out of time for today. We want you to join us next week. I think, Jalen, we was talking about what is love, yes? What is love? What is love? How do we define it? <laughs> you know, how do we define it? Okay. Um, and so we may be talking about that. I might change my mind and put a different title on it um, just so that we can start to look at our relationships with people, uh, what our expectations are of them and of ourselves as we enter you know, we start to talk to people about what's going on. And I hope it's going to be a great conversation. Like LL Cool J said, I need love. That's my jam, though. Don't play. Come on now. Don't play. When I'm love. alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall. That's my jam. <laughs> what? What? All right, y'all. like, what happened? Anyway. All right. Wrap it up, y'all. Wrap it up, So listen. Uh, hit us with the way. We'll see y'all next week right here, 4.30 uh, PST. We are Black versus the Board of Education. Peace. Deuces. Oh. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>